Good afternoon, everybody. Once again, this is going to be another episode of Triumphant Shadows Podcast. Brought to you by some guy who lives in Central Florida, otherwise known as Orlando. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, everybody who's still been sticking with this. Uh, I've gotten a lot of downloads recently, and I just want to say I appreciate everybody who's just tuning in. Um, It's not easy following through with a podcast, even when you have a lot more time on your hands post-pandemic. But I feel like uh, there's a lot going on now that's really striked my interest personally. So for today's show, I haven't even made a little synopsis. I haven't outlined anything. I'm just going to talk. Now, I know they had a, another phenomenal Chappelle special uh, known as The Closer. Maybe Dave is intending to walk away for com- from comedy forever, potentially. You know, um, he had that whole thing going on in the early 2000s where he stepped away from The Chappelle Show. And he went out to Africa for a while. He has another special while he explains why he went and did that. But this one, uh, it felt different. It was just as funny as his other specials, but it felt better sweet, bittersweet because it was almost like a, he was trying to signal to his audience who he's known all too well over the years that this is his swan song. That he can't go away without really bringing down an establishment that's been holding back a lot of artists. Um, So there's already a lot of backlash because he's had homophobic jokes that really offend the LGBTQ plus community. Ironically, I saw this special on my birthday. I was at my mom's house. My brother was there, my sister was there, and my sister's friend was there who identifies as gay. But we were all laughing at the jokes, you know. And this guy, he is the master at kind of balancing joke stacking with storytelling and improv. He kind of juggles all three. But, you know, the jokes were hitting very hard. There was there was a joke towards the end involving, I'm not going to spoil it, but involved a trans person who basically, uh, it was a bittersweet story. And uh, the trans person had a huge mental health issue. But uh, he was able to make some levity out of it by ending the special in a joke. Now, a lot of people just aren't taking this as well. They're saying that Dave Chappelle is doing everything from punching down on the trans community to outing them to um, dead naming and all the other terms that go with being disrespectful towards this demographic of people. But... My thing is, when has this ever been a new thing for him? He makes it, and he makes it a mission in his comedy to do things 
that rattle people's cages. He will say things about black people, white people. He'll say things about Indians. He'll say things about celebrities. He'll make jokes about insensitive jokes about kids. You know, nobody's safe from this dude. I think the reason why he has solidified a position, like I've said before, time and time again, the reason why Dave Chappelle is so successful with these Netflix series is quite simple. You have the kings of comedy that came up over the time in the 90s. You're Cedric the Entertainer, you're Steve Harvey, you're D.L. Hughley's, and my favorite, Bernie Mac among those four. But then over time, you had other guys who would come along. Chris Rock, one one of my favorite dudes, too. But then you had what I considered the king of comedy, Dave Chappelle. And when he, when he stepped into the ring, he, he held his title without being shooken for years. I don't think even after he made his move to Africa, I don't even think then you had comedians coming up and really taking over from where he left off. You had Cat Williams, who was phenomenal. He's a phenomenal comedian, you know. You had Kevin Hart. You had a couple of other people, you know, that tried to come up and do their thing. But nothing can replace the level of unchained, hyper-aggressive material that this guy is able to fire out like a missile, you know. Um, I feel like, you know, the, I think the president of Netflix came out saying something that, or the CEO or whoever he is, he's saying that in the story that he regrets giving Dave Chappelle, um, basically the, um, platform to do this on because the backlash has been so negative, you know, um, a lot of people are saying this is a hate mongering racist transphobic performance by him and he's doing this because he's running out of ways to deliver jokes in a sense to where they come off as being artistic and creative like it's getting to the point where all he can do they're saying is be sensational and just do stuff just to do it just basically to be like almost like a charlatan kind of like how people criticize Kanye West and say like he has no good music left in him and all he can do every now and then is do something obscene in public or do something on Instagram or say something or do something that really that's that's really obnoxious and and stupid Something that makes everybody go, whoa, what is he doing? It draws in attention, but it lowers him, lowers the level of dignity within a human, you know. I don't think that's Dave's intention at all. Dave saw some sort of change that was taking place within the media over the last, shit, I'll say 20, 15 to 20 years where he saw that equality wasn't becoming more of a um, goal within the industry 
it was just equality was basically becoming manipulated you know it was becoming violated I don't think there's anything wrong with how a person would choose to live their life as long if it's as long as it's honest as long as it's doing things that don't harm other people especially children and as long as it can be as long as it can be if you choose to as long as you can put it in a personal compartment you know um sexuality is something that i think it's best when you take it personal you can talk about it all you want with water cooler conversations at work you can talk about it with all your friends you can go on social media and talk about it you can go on ig twitter you can make up your own uh what's it called you can make up your own fans only account and you can display your sexuality to all of the world you can be a stripper you can do whatever you want to display your sexuality you know this is really popular amongst a lot of current artists a lot of female rappers have taken up this whole mantra of let me show you my sexual essence you see that with Lizzo and the Cardi B's and Megan Thee Stallion you know Iggy Azalea like let me show you how sexual I can be a lot of male rappers are doing that now. Young Thug and, of course, your boy, what's his name, uh, Lil Nas X. So, the, it, you know, it's become popularized to a point where it's almost hard to avoid it. You can, almost cannot avoid it if you're going to interact with the regular world and watch the news or watch TV or listen to radio, you know. My thing is this, it's... uh. The human experience is one that is deep and complex. You can't solve it. You can't put a lid on it in a day with, a, with any lecture, no matter how grand that lecture is, no matter how monumental its verbiage and its spoken linguistics is, no matter how much you're able to convey. Humans have it very hard more so than I think any other life form on the planet. And because of the fact that we can think and we can retain memories, it causes us to undergo a lot of, I would say, uh, necessary suffering in order to develop, you know, in order to, in order to grow on, on a psychological level, in order to, be, to build survival instincts you know, in order to thrive. What we're seeing now, I feel like, within the trans community and the gay community, perhaps you agree or disagree with me on this, but I see uh, it's almost like the movement of the uh, conservative Christian stance that was taken from the early 80s all the way up to the 90s to the mid 90s of this is the only way for you to really live is through the conservative lens to where everybody needs to know the God you serve the church you go to 
the Bible you read, the people 